Hey, what's up entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere. Have you ever wondered what fuels so many successful entrepreneurs? Well, I can tell you from personal experience and having served thousands of entrepreneurs that funding is at the top of the list. No, I'm not talking about venture capital, which funds less than 2% of business. I'm actually talking about a business funding marketplace with options that have served thousands of clients for hundreds of millions of dollars with rates as low as 0% interest up to 18 months. Go to sevenfiguresfunding.com. That's the digit seven and then figuresfunding.com and tell my funding team you came from the podcast to receive your free gift, the business funding formula and credit college for free. Guys, no one taught us about finance and credit in college or high school and that's what we're on a mission to do, sevenfiguresfunding.com. All right, what's going on? Entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere. We've got a great episode for you coming up today, an episode that's going to help you get clarity on what's going on in the real estate markets in our country. Today, we have Stephen Wasilku, who is a multimillionaire real estate investor. He's an entrepreneur, a decade of experience in this industry. He's got a diverse portfolio that spans multiple states and asset class. He's the founder and CEO of Magna Vita Investments, which is a real estate investment firm located in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. He received his bachelor's degree in business administration from San Diego State University, home of the Aztecs there. He's also a certified risk manager and property and casualty underwriter. So he has a little insurance background in there as well. He is a speaker when it comes to real estate industry um, trends. Uh, he shares knowledge and experience in that industry. And of course, there's a lot of big changes taking place in that industry. But I still believe without a doubt, it's the number one way for you to build wealth you know, outside of your main business or, or side hustle that you're working on, investing in real estate. And especially if you saw the stock market last year, still is the way to go with cash flow real estate being the way to do it. Now, one of the interesting things about Steven is he is seeking out new ways to leverage technology to improve the real estate industry. And so we're very interested in how AI comes to plan this and how you can harness some of these AI technologies to be a better real estate investor. Or if you're new to real estate, you've always thought about investing it, you're gonna to wanna to take notes today because he's gonna drop a lot of value bombs about how this can work. Now, he's a strong advocate for education, personal development, and getting your money right with real estate. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thanks, Leo. Great intro, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Stephen, you know, a lot of us uh, have interesting backgrounds, key events throughout uh, our lives, maybe the way we were raised or young in our career. What were some of the paths that kind of led you towards entrepreneurship, um, independence, and kind of being able to create your own destiny? Yeah, good question. So I think it kind of started off just living in San Diego and wanting to take more yeah. control over my life, not being, um, you know, kind of pushed around by landlords kind of thing, raising rent on you or maybe 
you have yeah. to move because they want to move somebody else in. So that was really what started my real estate investing journey was buying your first residential house. So I bought my first condo, kind of house hacked that, meaning I got a roommate in there, yeah. which paid for most of the mortgage. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Oh, very nice. So, so just kind of seeing what was going on when it came to real estate and realizing that the people who had the power were the owners of the real estate. And so eventually you're like, well, I want to control my own destiny. So I'm going to be the owner of the property I live in. And then what led you after kind of making that, uh, that first house hacking, you know, purchase, what led you to realizing, wow, maybe real estate is going to be a vehicle that can create real wealth and independence for me and my family? Yeah. So that first property turned into a couple. So I house hacked a couple of properties and then I kind of realized that yes. keeping my living expenses really low by house hacking is also just increasing my quality of life because I'm saving 80% of my paycheck at this point. And that's when things really start to snowball. Wow. And build. You build equity in the property as well, right? And then it's the mortgage is being paid down by the roommates. And then also for my corporate job, I kind of had hit the ceiling in terms of my position and my tenure. So I was like, well, how do I keep increasing my income? I didn't like the 3% right. bumps every year. That just wasn't good enough for me especially considering what inflation was, right? So I was like, okay, what it's, what's something that I'm interested in that can also increase my income? And that's when I started investing in multifamily and I went into different states and I started getting into the short-term rental games and it just expanded. From nice, nice. Now you keep mentioning a phrase, house hack. Unpack that a little bit for the audience in terms of what it means to house hack and how that can be a really powerful strategy, especially as you're getting in your first property. Yeah, sure. So here in San Diego, the properties are obviously a lot more expensive in the Midwest. So I feel like when people oh, think yeah. house hacking, they, they think about getting a two unit, a triplex, a quad, staying in one of the units and then renting the other units out. Well, in this case, in San Diego, you know, I bought a four bedroom house and then I'm renting out two of the rooms. So when you think house hacking, you don't always have to think I have to get a multiple unit property. It can just be a single family home and then you're renting out the rooms. So the premise is pretty much having other people pay your mortgage for you. No, and it's super powerful, you guys, because, uh, you know, it, it, we're, we're involved in uh, real estate, too, and, and saw a similar opportunity like that. And just unique, especially if you're around an area where there's there's colleges, universities, where you can really command a decent amount per room and, and really make earn a lot more cash flow by doing that room by room rent out versus trying to rent out the entire property, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of opportunity there. So Stephen, now one of the things that you focus in on, and I think that everybody, we all have seen a lot about what's going on with chat GPT and AI. And we're hearing that, you know, tech companies are investing more and more in AI and it's kind of uh, the big opportunity out there. How are you using AI to take advantage and make better choices and grow your real estate uh, empire? Sure. Well, I think it's kind of started for me just in terms of trying to get some of my time back on my rentals, right? So I was working corporate yeah. job. And then I also have investment properties on the side. So it's like, how do I streamline this the most? So it's kind of started getting tech in place for the short-term rentals, getting the automated messages going for the cleaners and for the guests, but then kind of taking it to the next level and, you know, putting sensors on certain like boilers in the place to make everything as automated as possible. And then, you know, I mean, we use like chat bots for our 
for our renters when they need something for the tenants, even to get lease agreements set up. Like there's so many different ways you can integrate oh, this. Wow, that's awesome. And so that's why I put together this, I'm calling it kind of like a mini book. It's it's a guide that I just yeah. created and it's pretty much teaching people how artificial intelligence can make them more money in real estate, which is by saving them time and then find, helping them find markets to go into, to invest in, streamlining the tenant process. Like it covers everything. Awesome, awesome stuff. So when you're looking to grow your portfolio, you're getting into real estate, there's there's obviously there, there's different uh, risk factors. What are some of the property types and strategies that you feel like de-risk, you know, any risk associated with the deal? For example, there's obviously been a lot of people in 2022 who got caught with their pants down trying to do some flips. The yeah. market changed, interest rate changed. Demand may have dropped in that area and the ability to flip that property may have put them in a tough situation. What are different strategies or, or property types that you feel like are actually going to be lower risk versus maybe what somebody was doing with a flip in 2022? Yeah, that's a great question. And I had recently bought, right before COVID, I'm going to bring this back before COVID, I had recently bought yeah. multifamily units um, in Illinois, a good amount. I think I had bought like 24 or so. And um, wow. I was very concerned when COVID hit. I was like, oh, crap. Like, is everybody oh, yeah. not going to pay rent? Am I going to have to go through right. evictions? Like, what's going to happen here? And then it went fairly smoothly. I think I had one eviction, maybe two that whole time. Like, we stayed oh, awesome. over 90% occupancy. So I was like, wow, this is really the way to go. So in terms of risk, I stay away from, like, retail buildings, obviously office space. I mean, that has just been totally hit hard. For me, it's all about yeah. residential. It doesn't have to be long-term rentals. It doesn't have to be multifamily, but people always need a place to live. Like that's not going yes. anywhere, but some of the other asset classes, they can go somewhere. We don't always need to be going into the office and, yeah. and things like that. Super smart guy. So let's unpack some of the value bombs Stephen is dropping right now. He's saying commercial office, retail, going to be much more higher risk, especially with more people looking to buy things online. E-commerce is usually increasing. Brick and mortar retail, maybe not so smart. Office, people are working from home more. Um, we're seeing a lot of tech companies and other companies downsized because of that uh, factor. But what is not downsizing, what is not disappearing, and what I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Stephen. Some real estate investors say there's still a shortage of housing units in this country. Mm -hmm. And so people always are going to need a place to stay. Investing in residential is going to be lower risk and, and generally going to be a much safer bet versus trying to do commercial. Um, what are your thoughts on what some investors believe, even now that there's still not enough housing units uh, in our country right now. Yeah. Um, well, being in San Diego, which I've been in for 20 years, we have a housing shortage like almost none other. So people are now starting wow. to build out garages and add ADUs, which is the accessory dwelling yeah. units. Um, the rents continue to increase. So that's why I just continue to say bullish on residential. Um, that's something mm -hmm. I've focused on and done really well on in the last decade. Hey, what's up guys? Pardon the interruption, but quick question. Have you ever wondered if you could start your own pandemic-proof, inflation-proof, and recession-proof business? Well, I'm here to tell you over the last decade, 
that there is an industry out there, there is a profession, it's the business funding space. And that's why I created FundingCEOAcademy.com to show you how you can join our team and work together in a business and industry that's allowed me to create my dream life where I can travel, co-boating during the week with my wife and five kids and work in a business that really matters. There's nothing more valuable than being able to get an entrepreneur money who can then create jobs and products and services that make everyone's lives better and also make you a great living in the process. So I've created a free book. It's the seven keys to building a recession-proof funding empire. You can find it at FundingCEOAcademy.com. Again, that's FundingCEOAcademy.com and download the seven keys to building a recession-proof business funding empire right now and take some action. Mm, that's awesome. And so obviously, you know, you've invested uh, there in San Diego. You mentioned uh, Illinois. Where are some of the uh, spots uh, that you're seeing is, is kind of a good opportunity to continue to look for opportunities to invest in residential real estate across the country these days? Yeah, um, I like Phoenix and Tempe. I like that area. If you can kind of find the spot in between Tempe, Scottsdale and Phoenix, I really like that pocket a lot. I'm eyeing that. I'm constantly yeah. looking for deals in that area. I love San Diego. I'm always looking for deals here. I'm actually looking at Kansas City right now. Um, oh, I've heard good things about Kansas City, man. You need good to be careful. You need to be careful with the blocks. So you really need to like know where you're going in Kansas City because there are dangerous spots. But yes. the rental to purchase price ratio is really solid. So I'm looking right there right now. Those are kind of three areas I'm focused on. So, Stephen, like, there's two ways to succeed in business and real estate investments. Number one, you can kind of go through the school of hard knocks and figure it out yourself and and uh, spend a lot of money, maybe lose a lot of money, and you learn through your own experience. And the other way, which I feel is a much more fruitful and productive way, is instead of me, you know, I'm an expert at business uh, finance and, and getting loans and lines of credit for small business owners. That's what I do. But when it comes to real estate investing, I don't want to make a decision and be wrong. I'd much rather work with an expert like you who has a track record, who has a way to de-risk opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when investors are looking at, should I try and figure this out my own? Or what are the advantages to working with a professional who already has a proven track record and system and has been doing it? My goodness, you're saying 20 years you've been uh, investing uh, tell us about uh, you know what it's like and why that why that can be a more advantageous opportunity. Sure. Um, one, I think that they bring if it, hopefully they're bringing solid boots on the ground. So if you're not investing in your local market, whoever you're investing with needs to have really solid property management on the ground. Mm. If you can have a great asset with you know all when pencils out has all the potential in the world, but if you have crappy property management it's going to suck because I've been there and that's been my worst oh, mistake yeah. in real estate investing. So the boots on the ground, just having deal flow, the more deals you can see, the more you can pick apart deals, the more experience you get underwriting deals and just the more opportunities you have. Um, and then just the overall knowledge, the experience of, of how to grow a portfolio, how to manage tenants. I mean, that stuff takes years and years. So if you want to cut your teeth and do it, which is what I did, you can, or you can become a part of a syndication. We syndicate properties where people can, you know, pool funds with us right next to us and they can just get paid out on a monthly or quarterly basis and really don't have to do much. 
And I think what you just dropped is some massive value bombs. You guys need to take note of this. What a lot of dumb investors do, and you know, I'll give you an example of when I was 25 and made a dumb real estate investment choice. They kind of look at just a very few amount of properties and just get impatient and then just make a decision. Remember, I bought a four-unit property in uh, Midvale, Utah, not a great area, did not attract top tenants, was a constant mess. I was constantly having to kick tenants out and fix up the property. And I was trying to manage it myself. And what uh, Stephen is telling us here is when you look at a lot of deal flow and you have experience, you're very selective. You aren't just pulling the trigger because a property looks good. You're understanding the dynamics of attracting long-term quality tenants because it's in a good, safe area. And you're having property managers who are managing those properties for you and are very good at attracting you know, tenants who are going to make those payments on time. They're going to take care of the property and they know because they have that experience as a property manager. And again, that's why I think it's so important instead of you trying to reinvent a wheel that could take a whole lot of time and money that you probably don't have. You can work with a group you know, like, uh, like Stevens here, Magnavita Investments, and really take advantage of their experience, of their streamlined nature. And the fact that they're very selective in the deals that they're looking for. So obviously, you know, Stephen, over the last, uh, you know, let's call it the last uh, year or so, we've seen, you know, dramatic changes uh, across the country in terms of higher uh, mortgage interest rates and some uncertainty. Some markets have pulled back from some of their 2020, 2021 uh, gains. A lot of markets have not, though, that, uh, that I've seen. What are some of the impacts uh, that real estate investors, and especially as they're making selections of, of syndicates and different opportunities out there, that they should really be aware of in terms of the changes we've seen in the markets over just the last 12 months with higher interest rates? Yeah, um, I think sometimes people underestimate the impact that the debt has on a deal, and it can really yeah. affect, affect the cap rate and also the exit cap rate. And so that's going to affect your returns on a massive scale. Um, and that's something that we're seeing here in San Diego, maybe maybe not to the same extent as the rest of the country, but it also affects deal flow too. You're not seeing as many transactions. You're not True. seeing as many True. deals on the market. Um, so we've been really patient, honestly. I haven't got into a new apartment deal in the last like year and a half just because we've been waiting and nothing's penciled out. So I think it's just having somewhat of the discipline and patience to say no to the deal because sometimes your best deal are, are the ones you actually say no to. And you know, you know, that reminds me a lot of Stephen, Uncle Warren Buffett, right? He's got uh, a massive amount of money sitting in cash because sometimes the best decisions you're making are the ones where you don't pull the trigger and you don't get involved and you wait for the wait for the right timing and the right opportunity. And you have unimpeachable, non-negotiable rules that you follow. And when you do that, you're making decisions not out of uh, emotion, but out of logic, which really increases the odds for your success. And that just goes more to my point that you want to work with somebody who has, you know, rules in place that are going to lead to success. So what type of deals are you guys uh, looking for in 2023? And what should be the decision-making process that an investor looks at when they're deciding to work with a firm like yours? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, right now, our main focus is finding a, a new multifamily deal in San Diego to syndicate. We're looking at around a $10 million or less range. 
Um, yeah. That's just because most of the institutional players are about 10 million and up. And we're trying to like stay under that radar a little bit. We're not a Smart. massive firm. Um, so that's kind of the space that we're playing in. And then in terms of returns, we're kind of targeting like the 12% to 18% return for investors. Just depends on the deal, obviously, but we feel like you might be able to get a higher return in a different market, but we see San Diego as a very recession resistant, like kind of like a, a blue chip stock. But in terms of a real estate market, that's how we see San Diego. So you might be able to get, I don't know, 19, 20, 25% uh, return on some other markets, but I feel like there's a little bit more risk there as well. That's that's super interesting because uh, I know we've probably seen some of the the trendy data where people are like, oh, there's been more people move out of California than move in for the first time. However, that is very distinct depending on the area. Yeah. So what is it about San Diego that makes it such a recession-proof spot? And I think that's a key point. Wherever you're investing in, it needs to be a recession-proof area, and the demand mm -hmm. there tells the story. Yeah, I think... Sometimes people don't always remember that real estate is hyper local and to give yes. California in general, paint it with one broad brush is kind of doing yourself a disservice because there are pockets of California that are extremely strong still. And San Diego continues to be one. We have an exploding biotech uh, market here in terms of new employers. Yeah. Um, Healthcare is still booming here. The military is consistently growing. Education, we have True. tons of universities here. Um, so I'm still extremely bullish on San Diego. That's right, guys. We've got uh, the Top Gun location right there in, in San Diego. <laughs> but the thing about San Diego is it's just such a pretty place. Like it had it. been a minute for me. I hadn't been uh, there in the pandemic. And I think I went in... I think it was August of 2021, I want to say. And yeah. oh, just so, so beautiful. You, you just forget about how pretty a place it is. And the mm -hmm. weather is just really nice year round. And the cool thing that a lot of people who haven't been to San Diego don't know is it doesn't get too hot there either, mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes certain areas it gets really, really hot, but it doesn't get too cold. It doesn't get too hot. Like it's just comfortable like year round. And, and that's, uh, that's awesome. So, you know, for, um, you know, a lot of investors, you can invest in when it comes to residential, you know, you've got uh, single families, mm -hmm. and you've got uh, multi units, multifamily, yeah. obviously, you've, you know, seen opportunities with both. Yeah. But make the case, if you would, for the pros and cons. And, and at this point, I almost I don't know. I guess it's tough to, it just depends on, on the real estate investment firm, right? I mean, you can win with both, but it does seem like there's certain opportunities with multifamily that uh, maybe lower your risk a little bit, because if you have just one single family, mm -hmm. you know, it's easier for that to be empty. But if you have, sure. in, if you're invested at three to 5% or 10% in a syndicate of you know, a hundred units in a multifamily, yeah. is that not lower risk? Well, it's definitely lower risk, but I think the major issue here is the scalability of buying single family homes. So if I buy a 12 yes. unit multifamily compared to buying 12 single family homes, I need to get 12 different loans, 12 different inspections, uh, 12 different everything. Mm, and that takes so much is. time, effort, energy is. compared to yes. putting one multifamily deal into place. Like... I, I've done both and I will just continue to scale on multifamily because it is scalable. 
And if you're trying to do it on your own, which you totally can, I mean, that's what I did, you hit that ceiling of how many mortgages you can have in your own name too. So oh, you'll literally yeah. not be able to get another loan unless you go into commercial, unless you're buying in an yeah. LLC and you're buying multifamily properties. So let's break down all the benefits of multifamily, right? You you get involved with a syndicate like yours. You're able to invest money. You're able to take advantage of all your experience, the deal flow. And then the actual multifamily property, okay, you make the purchase. Are you doing a generally like a value add where you're getting it at a deal? You're going to make some improvements. You're going to you know improve the rents over time. So, so I want to just make this really clear with the audience. So number one, benefit we've got is cash flow, right? Yep. You know, you're, you're maybe financing 70, 75%, 25, mm -hmm. 30% down. And now you put money in and you've got rental income that's coming in way above and beyond the expenses, even yep. maybe after making improvements for six to 12 months. So you've got cash flow coming in from the rent, yep. the mortgage over, you know, what's typically your hold time on a, on a deal? So we're looking at around a three to five year time horizon and we will go nice. in and do some light value add. So I'm not a contractor. Yeah. I never have been. I have more of a finance and underwriting background. So I'm not going in there yeah. with like heavy demos. I'm doing light cosmetic upgrades. We're doing countertops, floors, light fixtures, you know, paint, landscaping, stuff like that. And then we're getting sure. out around three to five years. So yeah. So you have the mortgage pay down, obviously. So yep. you have equity there. Balance reduction. Yeah, yeah. You're, depending on your market, you could be getting some appreciation, some natural appreciation on rent growth, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so I mean, th there's so many different ways that you're making money in multifamily. It's great. And you're also getting a ton yeah. of tax benefits too, because you can depreciate the property. Depreciation. Yeah, yeah, depreciate the property. There's bonus depreciation still from the tr from the Trump era that you can take a part advantage of. So yeah, multifamily has been the way to go. So yeah, I, I, there's kind of four main benefits, right? You got a cash flow from the rent, your balance reduction because you're paying that mortgage balance down. You've got overall appreciation of the property. And if you're able to increase the rents, yep. then how does that lead to increase in the value of the property? Yeah. So a lot of people, when they are new to multifamily, they don't understand that $100 of increased rent isn't just $100. So depending on the cap rate, it actually multiplies that. Um, so you would take that hundred dollars times it by 12. And then depending on what the cap rate is, that multiplies, it can be up to like 10, 20, 30 times, just depending on the cap rate. Unbelievable. So you've got the cash flow, mortgage balances being paid down. You've got the property appreciating. And if you're able to increase the rents by making some improvements that aren't costing a fortune, that's going to be big time. And then the fourth and final is that depreciation where you basically are not paying any taxes on the cash flow income that you're bringing in. And there's just no other investment like it. And I believe it truly is recession proof when you're working with the right group. So for everybody listening that's getting very excited, what is the next step they can take to learn more about working you know, within your strategy and some of these locations that are just doing extremely well, even during these uncertain times, and I believe are probably the best recession-proof investment over the next decade. Yeah, I would say just go to our website, magnavitainvestments.com. Um, you can get on our newsletter. We send out um, you know, usually quarterly updates. We also have a blog on the webpage, so that will keep you up to date as well. 
The other cool thing you'll see at Magnavit Investments, guys, is you can look at uh, Stephen's team, and he's got a, a team of professionals there from property management to legal to finance to accounting to managing risk, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's an investor portal there you know, to be able to look at deals and get that feedback. And my friends, that's that's what, what it's all about. And compared to stock market, bonds, all the different things out there, uh, obviously the market uh, was down about 20% plus last year in the stock market. If you were invested in tech, you might've been down 30 to 40%, uh, like, uh, like uh, that uh, ARC uh, hedge fund lady, what's her name? Kathy something? Kathy Woods. Kathy Woods, boy, I think she was down 50%. So, but um, yeah, real estate, uh, you can legitimately make 10, 15, 20% uh, annually and grow that. Like you can double your money every three to five years in these projects and limit your tax liability. So you're actually growing it even more. And there's just very few opportunities. I don't, I don't see better, safer opportunities out there. Yeah, um, same. same. And I would say, if, and I would say, if people want to go and do it on their own, go for it. Um, you use the book I, I wrote. It's a nice guide. It's how artificial intelligence oh, can cool. make you more money in real estate. It's on Amazon, Google. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Apple Books. It's everywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that uh, book out. Uh, say the title of that book one more time. How artificial intelligence can make you more money in real estate. I like it. How AI is making you more money in real estate. All right, guys, check that book out. Check out the website, magnavitinvestments.com. This is not a passive podcast. You must take action and learning more about making great real estate investments. And the cool thing is this is one that doesn't take you the time, right? His team does the time and there's nothing more valuable than your time at the end of the day, guys. So take action. And Stephen, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Thanks, buddy. Hey, entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers, quick question for you. Have you ever gotten so tired and fatigued of having to log into 30 different websites just to manage your bank accounts, credit cards, loans, real estate, and investments? I know after the last decade, I've gotten really tired of it. And for years, clients have asked me, hey, how am I going to manage all these different accounts as a business owner? Well, we finally decided to solve this problem for you once and for all at myfigures.com. That's my figures.com you can get instant access to your own money manager app with the premier number one entrepreneur small business owner money manager app again you can manage all of your financial accounts in one place your bank accounts investments real estate credit cards loans business and personal all in one place for just $9.97 a month we've got a rock bottom special going on for the next few days you can get the money manager at myfigures.com it's also less than $100 a year to get your money right so go to myfigures.com and finally get your money right are you looking for more seven figure secrets content or even how you can launch your own recession proof business then check out sevenfigures.com that's the digit seven f-i-g-u-r-e-s.com where we share more videos stories strategies funding solutions entrepreneurial education and even the secret business type that's recession proof thank you for listening and if you're finding value in our podcast please give us a five star and invite others to join the club